0: Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renew Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. All
1: right, how's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody help me out. How's everybody doing today? Please. Thank you. Don't make me beg. What's up Church Online family? I hope you're doing amazing. It's so good to be with you today and I, I pray that you're having a great day wherever you are as you uh, worship with us through our online platforms. Um, I, as I always say, make sure you use your, uh, your social media influence to tell somebody, hey, I'm, I'm a part of Renew Church. I mean, like and subscribe through YouTube and, and check in on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, let someone know that you're a part of Renew Church because you never know it might change their life. In fact... Um, we had, yesterday, we had a great women's gathering, and uh, I wasn't there, but I just heard we had a great women's (laughs) gathering. And uh, I saw, because they posted, several women in our church posted of of the events and pictures, and, and that's influence. And that's using your influence to tell somebody else, about your church and so use your influence because you never know like i said it might change your, their life the other thing is, is we're starting a brand new series this is the final week in freedom and next week we start a series called influencers so don't miss that and join us for this three-week series leading into easter and uh finally easter is in four weeks uh are y'all excited about that you don't sound that excited can you get excited <laughs> Some of y'all are like, why do we always have to clap in church? Because that's what we do in church at Renew Church. Maybe not the church that you're used to, but this church, we clap, all right? We, we give God praise. We, 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 we praise Him anywhere as we sang in that first song, right? No matter what, we're going to give Him praise because if not, the rocks are going to cry out. That's what the scripture says. So we better praise Him. So uh, Easter is in four weeks. I'm excited about that. I, I'm a little sad because we decided to go a, a, away from the helicopter egg drop this year. Some some people are really excited that we're going away from it. That's many of our Renew Crew, our, our, our team, because it is a little chaotic. However, we are, because of that, I need you to do your part to really, like, influence and invite and bring people to church. We're still going to do a spectacular egg hunt, as we're calling it, but it does not involve a, a, an arrow, you know... Flying machine, right? So, so just um, it, there will just be eggs on the ground. They won't be dropping from the sky. So, invite people to come. But look, I say that to say, like that was kind of like our draw, our niche. We were like the helicopter egg drop church. And uh, because we're going away from that a little bit, it might be a little bit less of a draw. But you can use your influence to bring some people to church. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Somebody's listening. Awesome. Praise God. So, this, as I said, is the final week in our freedom series. And in this series, we've been talking a lot about how to move from uh, bondage, out of bondage, into uh, the wilderness, but not staying in the wilderness, but moving into the promised land, into the freedom that God wants for us. And our key verse has been Deuteronomy 6, verse 23, which says, but he brought us out from there to bring us in and to give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors. He brought us out To bring us in. He didn't just bring us out to leave us hanging out in the wilderness. He brought us out to bring us in and give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors. And last week we talked a little bit about the desert and how Moses was in the desert, and and actually Moses failed this test. And uh, because he failed this test, he said, you will not enter into the promised land. You will die and be gathered to your people just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. And it's because you broke faith in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Kadesh. You will not enter the land. You will only see it from a distance. That's Deuteronomy 32. So uh, today I want to take you to the water's edge. I want to take you to the very east edge of the Jordan River, looking at the story of crossing the Jordan and entering in to the promised land. That's where we're going to go this morning. And it's not as daunting as a task. It wouldn't seem as daunting of a task as crossing the Red Sea because one is a river, the other is a sea. So which one sounds worse, right? Which one sounds as overwhelming? It's obviously the Red Sea would seem to be the one that would be harder to do. But it's what's on the other side of that river, that body of water, that is a daunting task in front of them and it was an, not an easy thing for this nation to cross the body of water but even more challenging was what was on that other side so i want to get straight into the scripture right into our text today and um, this is where we'll start joshua chapter one starting at verse one after the death of moses the servant of the lord the lord said to joshua son of nun moses's aid moses my servant is dead Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this promise. We thank you for this charge to the Israelites and to Joshua. And God, we pray that this wouldn't just be a lesson or history, but God, this would apply to us in our life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. All the God's people said. Amen. Well, these verses, Joshua chapter one, verses one through nine, and especially verse nine were were a theme to uh, a ministry that I was a part of, a youth ministry that I was a part of that, that had a huge impact on my formation as a pastor and as a leader. And uh, it was especially Joshua chapter one, verse nine, which says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. In the same way that 2 Corinthians five seventeen is kind of the theme to Renew Church, Joshua 1, verse 9 was the theme to a, a, a youth ministry, Dive Youth, that I was a part of many years ago. And I, I want to kind of highlight reasons why this verse and this set of verses were so significant in my formation and in my leadership as a, a youth pastor to students. And, and the first reason is, is, is based on these points. I'm just kind of taking you through our outline. Number one, because God says to the Israelites, and I believe he's saying to us today, I will give you every place where you set your foot. Can you imagine that? Like, here God gave it to me. Here God gave it to me. I, just everywhere where you set your foot, I will give it to you. And can you imagine what that must have been like for Joshua, who, who watched his, his leader, his predecessor, die because he was unfaithful and he's saying, I, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to give you every place where you set your foot, but you're going to have to do some things in these moments. Can you imagine the pressure leading, into an, entire nation, leading an entire nation into to a land facing giants, crossing a Jordan River and, and, and facing battles in front of them to say this is what God has... Promised to us and we're going to go and we're going to take it but it says in the the scripture that he didn't give it to them all at once he he instead allowed their enemies to care for the land until the israelites were able to take the territory I, i've read this before but exodus chapter 23 he says uh i will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter i will make all your enemies turn their backs and run I will send the hornet ahead of you and to drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and Hittites out of your way, but I will not drive them out in a single year, because the land would become desolate, and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you, until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. In other words, what God was saying to, to the Israelites is... is I'm going to give you every place where you set your foot, but I'm not going to give it to you all at once. And here's why. Because if I give it to you all at once, you're not formed enough. You're not prepared enough. You're not battle ready to take this entire land. And even if you conquered the whole land... It, like the land is going to take over itself. You, you ever done that where you, you passed an area that, that did not get like mowed for a while and all of a sudden it like becomes what looks like a swamp or it looks like the Everglades and you're like, how does that happen? Because when it becomes desolate, it just, nature begins to take back what is, what she thinks is hers, right? And that's what God was saying. He said, I'm going to have your enemies care for your land until you're ready To take them on. In other words, what he's saying is, is my timing is perfect. I know what I'm doing. Trust me in this. And I think that's what God does with us. I think that's what God does with you. And I think that's what God is even doing in me. And and as I lead Renew Church, I mean, there are some times that I, I get frustrated about the pace at which things go and how excited it is to To have launched a campus to launch our homestead campus and we're super proud of them and all the things that they've overcome and where they're they're at and and yet there are times when i'm like man god you've called us to seven campuses and yet we we haven't even gotten to the third one and god's saying listen trevor you need to figure out number one first you need to figure out this campus and then you need to figure out that campus and i will give it to you but only when you're ready for it does that make sense and does that apply to your life That sometimes I know that you want something and you believe God for something, but God's saying, hey, you haven't even taken care of what I've given you already, so you're not ready yet. So constantly at Renew Church, we're we're building leaders. Constantly at Renew Church, we're developing leaders. We're not developing workers. My leadership knows this. We talk about it all the time. Why? Because if you do it, you can only do this much, and you hit a capacity. And if you hit the capacity, then this is where we're stuck at. But if you'll raise people up, and you'll see the potential in them, then God will be able to use them and duplicate yourself so that you can do this again and again and again. So that's where I feel like God has, has put us. We have to do these things in His plan and in His way. So, I will give you every place where you set your foot. That's the first point. second point is, is this. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Verse 7 of Joshua 1 says, Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous. And successful and I invite you to even take a moment and fill in the worship guide now So that you're going to be able to begin to meditate on this even this week That you'll be able to take these verses back and say god What is it that you're wanting to say to me not just on sunday at 10 30? But what do you want to say to me on monday at 10 30 at night? How are you going to allow this verse? In me to meditate on this scripture and it to change me from the inside out You see we sometimes um And he says, if you do this, you'll be prosperous and successful. The problem is, is we sometimes look at God's word as not the book of the law. We don't look at it as as what what, uh, God says to Joshua as the book of the law. Instead, we say, well, this is a book of suggestions, Right? I mean you probably shouldn't amen me on this but it's it's how sometimes we live right we we know that it's called the book of the law but we look at it as a book of suggestions and and then we can't figure out why we're not prosperous and successful like why am I struggling so much well because you're looking at the Word of God as a book of suggestions and if that's the way you handle it then don't expect to get the other half of the, the command and the, and the charge which is that you will be prosperous and successful it, he says, don't turn from it to the right or to the left. Focus in on it and say, God, what is it that you want to say? What is it that you want to do in my life through your word? I, I'm going to meditate on your word. I'm going to spend time in your word. It's like 12 minutes a day to read through the Bible in a year. I'm doing a Bible plan. It's called Bible Recap. And uh, it's in Version Bible app. If you want to download the U Version." Bible app that's what it's called and and it's called the Bible recap and and so I read through the scriptures and then this person gives a summary of what it is that I just read because why because some of these verses especially in the Torah and the Old Testament and the first 5 books they get pretty pretty uh like a little bit like confusing, a little overwhelming and sometimes a little even boring if I'm honest with you but I'm going through it why because I want to meditate on the word of God every day. I want God's word to speak to me, it is alive and active, and there are moments when it, it, it may not be boring, but it might just be that I'm bored or I'm going through something and I need somebody to kind of help me and give me some counsel in this. But that's what you've got to do in your life focus in on the Word of God, keep it always on your lips, not just when I speak it from the pulpit, but meditate on it day and night. Number three, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Verse nine. He he says it three times. He says it in verse six, verse seven, and verse nine. But verse nine, as I said, it was the key verse for our youth ministry: to be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. Like, why did he say you have to be strong and courageous? Probably because they spent forty years being weak and soft-hearted. Because they 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 spent the last forty years doing the opposite of being strong and courageous. And God is saying, hey, you're about to cross into the promised land. This is the land that I'm giving you that I promised to your ancestors. But you're going to need to be strong and courageous to take it, to conquer it, to have it. And then he says, final point, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Uh, Yes, my job is to be strong and courageous. My job is to not be terrified or discouraged. But God says his end of the deal is I will be with you Wherever you go Isn't that encouraging isn't that a promise for us and hopeful for us that he's not just saying I'm, I'm gonna send you off and I'll stay over here No, no, no He's saying I'm gonna be with you in the midst of wherever it is that you're going If you continue reading in Joshua chapter 12 11 chapters later, you'll see that God was with Joshua In fact, it, it shares the 31 Kings that in those first few chapters It shows who they conquered and the the, the lands and the people that they conquered in that season and in that time. Why? Because he was strong and courageous. Because he meditated on the word. Because he focused in on everything that God was doing and God was with him wherever he went. So now the question is, is are you ready? Are you ready to cross the Jordan River? And some of y'all are like, yeah, of course. I mean, that's the next part of the story. That's, that's where we go, right? Everybody's crossing, so we might as well. This is the last, last message in the series, so yes, I'm ready. Well, it is the last message in the series. And yes, it would seem to be the obvious answer is, yes, I'm ready. But the question is, is it, is it for you? Are you ready? Because there are some people in this story that they weren't ready. This is the point of decision, whether you're going to cross the Jordan or you're going to stay in the desert. If you're going to cross the place into the the land flowing with milk and honey, the land uh, uh, of the place of rest and blessedness, or if you will stay wandering in the wilderness for another 40 years. And I genuinely ask this because according to Numbers chapter 34, there were three of the 12 tribes that decided to stay on the east side of the Jordan River. They decided to stay in this little land called Gilead. Reuben and God and the half tribe of Manasseh decided to make that their home on the other side of the Jordan River It was not the promised land But for them they said I think this will work for us Joshua, I think we're good. Are you good? We're good. If it's okay with you. Then it's okay with us and, uh, and I just want to talk about this for just a minute and, and answer the question why I think they did this number number one As to why they did this is they were tired They were tired they had been traveling for 40 years, and they were just exhausted. And there's probably some people just like you, those that are watching even online, and those of you in the room, you're just tired. And you're like, you know what? I don't know that I'm ready to go into the promised land. I, I, I think maybe this is where I'm going to stay. Promised land, it's, it's, it's where God has for me, but this is okay, I'm, I'm just tired. The second reason is it was close enough. Like, I'm almost there, and, and, and it's close enough. This will work for us. This will work for me and my people. And three of the 12 tribes, 25% said this is, this is close enough. And I think that that's sometimes what you say and I say. It's close enough. I'm, 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 I'm almost there. I'm almost to where I'm supposed to be. And the third reason is, is it was good land. It was a good place. I'm in a good place right now in my life. It's not the promised place, but it's a good place, right? Well, that's, that's where they were. That's where these people were. Their sentiment in Numbers chapter 32, verse 7 was, come on, Moses, do we have to go all the way? Can't we just stop here? And Moses responds with why will you discourage the heart of the people of Israel from going into the land the Lord has given them like Moses is saying listen this is this is going to spread like there's going to be this this you know um, morale that's going to start to spread in the in the camp in the in and amongst the 12 tribes where if 25% are saying no 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 this is close enough this is good and I'm just tired what's that going to be like and think about that for your life. Think about that in, 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 in relation to how you live in your Christian walk. What do people say about you? Yeah, he's he's a Christian, but he's kind of just walking this this line on this side of the Jordan River. Or do they see you as man, he's all in, he's fighting battles, he's gaining victories, he's a conqueror for the King of Kings. I think this is a picture of compromise. I think where where those those three tribes were was a picture of compromise. The the Lord was saying to the Israelites and equally to us today, either you need to consecrate yourself or compromise yourself. Either today I want you to consecrate yourself, set yourself apart, or compromise yourself. C.S. Lewis says this, there are two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God... Your will be done, consecrating themselves. And then those to whom God says, Okay, your will be done. You see what happens? The, the, the nine that decided to go across and believe God, they said, God, your will be done. And then the three that stayed back, they're like, Well, God's looking at them and he's saying, Okay, it's your choice, your will be done. Which one is it going to be for, you's, for you? Are, are you going to consecrate yourself? Or are you going to compromise yourself? In Joshua 3, Joshua has to tell the people to get rid of anything that is holding them back, slowing them down, or tripping them up. Joshua told the people to consecrate yourselves, verse 5 of chapter 3, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. If you don't, you might as well stay here in the wilderness and Make a home on the eastern shore if, if you're gonna if you're not willing to to fully commit to this then Then just stay over here and be be compromising With what it is that Is the desert that's being offered to you. This is the promised land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey But you're gonna have to stay focused on my word. You're gonna have to be strong and courageous. You can't be terrified You can't be discouraged for the lord your god. He will be with you wherever you go. So get rid of anything that's holding you back. Get rid of anything that's slowing you down or tripping you up. And I, I was reading this and studying and preparing in a verse that comes to, to me that, that is, a, I think, a, a New Testament parallel to this is Romans chapter 12. Joshua chapter 3, he says, consecrate yourself, like prepare yourself for the journey. And in Romans chapter 12, Paul says, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That is an act of consecration. This is your true, proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. In other words, don't compromise, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, His pleasing, and His perfect will. As we prepare to close this morning, I want to give you this verse in Deuteronomy chapter 30. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 11, this is one of those final verses in a final charge or what what is subtitled the offer of life or death. And it says here in in Deuteronomy 30, now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It's not up in heaven so that you may have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that we have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and, and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. I, yes, verse 14. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you may obey it. See, I set for you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, And to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. And then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you're not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life, so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to His voice, and hold fast to Him. For the Lord is your life, and He will give you many years in the land He swore to give to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want to repeat that verse to you one more time. He says, see, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. Do, do we know where uh, Adrian is? I'm looking for our, our musician. If you can, if you can help me find him. You see, Joshua ends his time as the leader of the Israelites with that ultimatum. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Like... Joshua was being given this challenge in the beginning when he was handed the reins and the mantle and said you're going to be The leader to take my people from the wilderness across the river into the promised land It's not going to be easy, but I'm going to give you every place where you set your foot I'm going to I'm going to be with you it only be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified Don't be discouraged and he conquers these kingdoms. And you ought to read Joshua for yourself. And, and he takes over many, many territories. And at the end of his life, he still hasn't compromised. At the end of his life in Joshua chapter 24, he's passing this word and this mantle on to the next generation. And he says, hey, listen, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to prepare your hearts for prayer this morning. In fact, I want to invite you to stand this morning in reverence for this moment. Thinking about where you're at. On the eastern edge, on the eastern bank of the Jordan River. With the opportunity to do what the three tribes did, which was to say, you know what? I think we're going to hang back here. We're tired. This is good enough. We're close enough. If you need something, just holler. We're right there. Or to be like the nine following Joshua and saying, we're going to be strong and courageous. We're going to go to the land that's, that's promised to us. We're going to go to the land that was, was assured to us. We're going to go to the land flowing with milk and honey. We're believing God that he's going to give us every place where we set our foot. Like, we trust him now. Is it going to be easy? No, but we're going to go. We're going to trust him on this journey. I don't know where you're at, but this isn't just a Bible story. This isn't just a Bible lesson that's neat and interesting and historical. It's for you today. And it's a decision that you make. That's what makes a sermon a sermon is when you get a chance to respond to it. A lecture is where it's just like, wow, cool notes. Let me, let me take some notes, cool, cool points, and we're good. A sermon is, is I, I have a part to play in this. And my part is, is yes, Lord, or nah, this is good. I'm, I'm okay right here. I'll hang out back here in the desert. I'll keep circling back here. This is fine. What do you want? What do you choose Joshua had all the experience. And at the end of his life, he says, choose this day who you serve. But as for me and my house, I've got no regrets. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? God, I thank you for the day and I thank you for all that you do. God, I thank you for the good things that you're doing in these, your people. And God, I just pray right here and right now that you would minister to these uh, th- these people, that they wouldn't worry about what's going on after church, what happened before church, what's happening on the right or on their left, that they would just hear from you right now, that they would do some business with you right now, that they would say here and now, Lord, this is my declaration. My declaration is your will be done. My declaration is is. I want, I want your will, not mine, not my plan, not my my ideas. God, I want your will be done. And if that's you today, in the room or online, if that's you and God's speaking to you, and you're saying, Pastor, this morning, today, I, I'm choosing, I'm crossing over, I'm. I'm going into the promised land. I'm not afraid. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be courageous. I'm not terrified or discouraged. The Lord is going to go with me and I trust him in this moment. No matter how big the giants are, no matter how how daunting the task is, today I choose to follow Jesus. Go to the promised land if that's you today if you say pastor pray for me i've i've been i've been hanging out on the other side of the jordan and today i want to go into the promised land would you just lift your hand right where you're at and say pastor pray for me i see your hand sir i see your hand ma'am. anybody else you, you might be a seasoned christian i see your hand you might have gone to church your whole life and 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 everybody knows you're a christian but now you're saying you know what i want to be a, a crossover christian I want to literally take back I want to to take territory for Jesus if that's you today just lift your hand I see your hand thank God for you you can put your hands down Father in heaven you see hands but you also see hearts and this is a sermon where people are saying yes to you but it's also a sermon where people are saying "Nah, I'm good here God help them Help them to choose this day whom they'll serve. Help them to make the decisions today that not only affect them, but that will affect a thousand generations. Their children and their children. Their children and their children. If today you don't know Jesus as your Savior, your very first step is ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. To ask him to come into your life, to, to be in relationship with you. You see, the, the Bible says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us have made a, a mistake, some kind of a sin. We've done something, even if it's just lied one time. That sin has separated us from God. And the only thing that can make that right and make us right in the sight of God is, is because God is, is full of mercy, but he's also full of justice, there's got to be a payment made. There's got to be a, a, an atonement made for that sin. And that was made in Jesus Christ, the only one that could do it, the the perfect Lamb of God, the spotless, sinless Lamb of God. He became the sacrifice for us. And today I'm giving you this opportunity, as I do every week, to those in the room and those online, I'm giving you the opportunity to say, today I I choose to follow Jesus. Today I ask Jesus to forgive me of my sin. I repent, which is just a, a big word for meaning I'm turning from my way to follow the Jesus way. Today, I I turn from my way to follow Jesus. I ask him to forgive me of my sin and come into my life. If that's you today and you want Jesus to to be your Lord and Savior, I'm going to pray this prayer and you can just repeat it after me. I invite the entire body of Christ to pray this after me as well. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. I know that I have sinned, that I've made mistakes, and my sin has separated me from you. Today I'm asking you to forgive me, to come into my heart, to be in relationship with me. Today I'm asking you to be the Lord of my life, meaning I want you in charge, and I want you to be my savior because of your death on the cross, saving me from in eternal separation from God forever today thank you that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and because he died I choose to live for him if you prayed that prayer if you made that declaration would you just lift your hand right where you're at would you be so bold I see your hand back here in the middle I see your hand in the very back praise God I see your hand back in the back thank you thank you God, you see their hands, but you also see their hearts. From this point on, man, I just want to welcome you into the family of God. Can we clap and and celebrate what's happening? Amen. We're going to have the prayer team up here, and if you need prayer for any reason, maybe it has nothing to do with those decisions that were being made, but if you need prayer for any reason at all, I want you to come up and and receive prayer. Let somebody from our prayer team come. Another element that's happening in the service, you you see these down here in front. There's stacks of, of, of five for five cards. As I mentioned, I want you to fill your card out. I want you to make a note of who those people are on your list. But then I want you to bring them down. I want you to bring them down almost as an offering to the Lord, saying, God, I'm lifting up my five, my friends, my family, my neighbors, and I'm putting them here at your feet as an offering to Him. And as you put these here, our prayer team will begin to pray for these people over this next week, that God would help you and give you that open door to, uh, to invite them to church so that they can too be forever changed just like you were. So make sure that you do that. Come for prayer. Let, let's sing together. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. And we're going to receive communion. My sister... From our prayer ministry, is going to receive. Do you guys have your communion elements? I'm sorry. You want to get your communion elements? I am sorry. I I, I got off of my, my my sermon notes and I just started like preaching. Hey, if you received if you received Christ today or if you know Christ, stay standing if you can. If you need communion elements, raise your hand. If you didn't get one of these little packets, would you raise your hand? And someone in the back will get one to you. Anybody need one? So you have one. Awesome. So here's the thing. On the first Sunday of every month, we celebrate what Christ tells us to celebrate. He said, whenever you eat of this bread and you drink of this cup, I want you to do this in remembrance of me. The first time they celebrated Passover and for the the, the hundreds of years that they celebrated the first time, it was because of the Passover lamb and the sacrifice of that, that, that lamb and the blood painted over the doorpost so that every house that had the blood of the spotless lamb the firstborn lamb, would, would be spared from the death angel. And Jesus said, now that you are, are with me, I want you to eat of this bread and I want you to drink of this cup. And this blood and this body represents the blood of the perfect lamb of God painted over the doorpost, painted over the cross of Christ. And that, that, that blood spilled for you is to spare you from the death angel to put you in right relationship with Jesus. And he says, whenever you eat of this, do this in remembrance of me and be thankful. So every month, the first Sunday of the month, we do and eat this, even when I almost forget. Thank you. Let's take and let's eat at this together. This is Christ's body broken to preserve us blameless and everlasting life. And we thank you for it, Jesus. Scripture says in Luke chapter 22, might be 21. He says in the same way after the supper he took the cup and he said this cup is poured out for you to preserve you blameless and everlasting life. Do this in remembrance of me and be thankful. Let's drink this together and be thankful. God, thank you. Thank you for your body broken and your blood shed to preserve us blameless and everlasting life. May we never May we never take it for granted. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me, for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, at this time, if you want to come and pray, if you want to bring your five for five cards, I'm asking you, come forward. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Make your way. Let's sing this closing song. It's the priestly blessing. It's the scripture of the Israelites of the priestly blessing. Come forward even as we sing this closing song of our series. Let me just say something to you. Um, Do you know what amen means? It means let it be true. So as we conclude this series and as we conclude this message, may we conclude it with, God, let it be true. Let it be true. It's not just the, the, the transitional phrase to, man, I can start eating my cheeseburger. It's, God, let it be true, your blessing over me and over my children and my children's children for a thousand yes. generations. So don't leave this place thinking that you just said amen I, it, so I can go on to the game or whatever else. No, you're saying amen and God, you're, w- w- let it be true and where are we going next? What do you have for me next? Amen. Let it be true. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Oh, man. Uh, you may be seated. So uh, Renew Church, as, as Pastor Trevor said, we're gearing up towards the Easter season. There's a lot, a lot of things going on. This next week is going to be jam-packed full of different activities um, that we have. And it really all starts with Saturday, March 9th. Uh, Misfit Youth is hosting a car wash from 10 to 2. Um, It is going to actually be right out here in the front, so you're going to see a bunch of kids out there. uh, Just come, support us. Uh, This is allowing us to, to, as we're gearing up towards um, the most eventful time of our season, Uh, We have a camp coming up. We have a Color Wars event coming up. We have a lot of different events coming up. Uh, Regular cars, $10, 15 cars for trucks and SUVs. Uh, But, yes, it's allowing us to bless you guys. We're going to leave your car spotless. But you guys can also give to us because we need that so that we can go ahead and send our kids to camp and do these fun things that we do for the youth. Um, Also, on March 10th, the very next day, PJs and... Yeah, PJs and pancakes. So we're getting to that time of the year that is, it's a struggle. It's a struggle that next Saturday is the worst day of the year. It's only 23 hours. So with that, parents, we're, we're, we're gifting you guys. You don't even have to get your kids dressed. Just bring them in their PJs. We're gonna have pancakes. We're, we're giving them breakfast. So um, it's a cool event that, 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 um, that Art Misfit Youth, no, RC Kids is doing, um, It's a great event. So PJs and pancakes for all your kids. Um, Maybe if there's leftover pancakes, there'll be some pancakes for the adults. I'm not sure. I hope so because we're running out the house next Sunday. Um, And then also right after that, on still next Sunday, March 10th, it's Connect Meals. So if you're new here to Renew Church, we want to know about you guys, but we also want you guys to know about us. So all the different directors from all the different... um, areas around the church so you're going to see the youth director you're going to see the uh, the kids director you're going to see um the tech director the worship directors all of them are going to be in the connections room which is that room right outside these double doors and we're gonna have a meal for you guys. So we could just sit at the tables. We're gonna speak with you guys. We're gonna let you know um, any questions you guys might have for us. We're gonna answer those and we might have some questions for you guys because we wanna get to know who you are so you guys can know who we are. So those are all the things that we got going on next week but there's gonna be a whole lot more coming after that. But um, if you can, let's all pray together and then we'll just, uh, we'll dismiss for today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we ha- we thank you, Father God. We thank you for these moments, Lord, where we can just come in um, and just leave everything at the door, Father God, and just worship, Lord. Worship and fellowship, Father God, and just hear your word. Um, Lord, it's it's just a blessing that we just ch- ch- just have these moments of community prayer, Father, and just, just let it out, Father, and just know that we trust in you, Father, that you're gonna have it for us. So, Lord, I just pray blessings over everybody here, Lord, uh, just for the rest of the weekend and to the next couple weeks, Father. Um, Lord that we don't lose the mis- the, we don't lose the message of what Easter truly is, Father God and Lord. we just pray that that just sits on our heart. But Lord, I just pray blessings over everybody in here uh, that they just get home safe and are able to enjoy the rest of this weekend. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen.